Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Psychic Coffee Shop Podcast Network. watch around here it's amazing it's great not always no. yeah until no wait no <laughs> but, yeah. oh lordy 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 it's been fun we've been on the road that's why there wasn't a mountain bear last week we've been trying to find time to record one for to make up for it that didn't happen so we're just moving a little bit along here and it's been kind of yeah. interesting us traveling again for a tour. Yeah, that was that was three events in three days, uh, just to give everyone a clue. Um, yeah, it was three events mm-hmm. in three days. Um, we kind of crisscrossed the state. Um, I think that well, crisscrossed the state and went into Pennsylvania. Yeah, for a hot minute. For a hot minute. Um. It's one of those lovely parts of West Virginia that you have to go out of the state to get to. Right. It was great. Yeah. It was in Yeah. Oh yeah. But no, it was it was a pretty great trip. Um it was hot. It was very hot. Oh my god, was it hot? It was. Well, and, there, and a few couple things were interesting on the trip. We didn't get asked our normal travel questions, which I was a little disappointed about. Aw. We'll share with the, I know. the listeners what's normal travel question. Well, you know, our normal travel question is, oh, I see you're booked for a king here. Do you need two rooms? No, I need smoking. Or oh. too bad. Okay. That's the other one. Or too bad. Yep. That's the fun one. Um, that's the fun one. Um, oh, yeah. I'm beginning to wonder if our maid service had issues. Well, we know they had issues. Yeah, that that was yeah that was not a maid service. Like no. no. I'm just hoping like 
like I'm having that moment where I'm really hoping that the service we got while we stayed there was not the same service mm-hmm. that uh, changes over the room um, or the same quality of service between you know, right. guests. Because mm-hmm. if so, I ew, ew, oh, no, I don't need to think about right. that. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. Things are okay. Things are good. Just kind of rock with it. Because the, the rooms were really clean. We'll have to give them that. The rooms were really clean. Yeah, they were. were really nice. Yeah. Yeah. On that yeah. front, everything looked good. I'm just hoping it actually was good. You know. Nice. Yeah. Um, really open. But. Apparently didn't leave linens, didn't know how many linens to leave. Um, apparently was afraid to move my makeup. Well, you know. Well, there's a lot of it. Yeah. But, Man, yeah. And it's just like, oh, dear God. I know. It was yeah. just one of those. Yes. And, you know, that some trips are like that. Some trips are like that. Um, yeah. But on the upside, you know, it didn't look like they went through anything because I know we've sometimes had that experience where it's like, did you get through my stuff? Like, you know? Yeah. Like, you get back, everything's moved, and everything looks different, and right. even the contents of bags look different. It's like, I'm just going to assume that when you shifted that bag clean that maybe the content shifted <laughs> like hmm, yeah. huh, don't know how I feel about that right right yeah. and I don't like that I also don't like maids that show up early right well we can give them credit for that one it wasn't like 8am they started hounding us like no. we didn't have that experience because we've been oh, in we a couple of places. That, like, they, well, but we've yeah. been in a couple of places that like 8 a.m., boom, boom, boom. And it's like, oh, no. No, you don't. No, no, no. <laughs> Who made you think that an occupied mm-hmm. room needed your services at 8 a.m.? Like, mm, right. no. Yeah. Like, Go away. Yeah. And especially on a not checkout day. Like, I'll, I'll give some leeway on a checkout day. Like, okay, got it. You know, you're going to have to flip the room. Got it, got it, got it. But it's like, no, mm-hmm. we're doing a continued stay. You do not need to beat us, mm-hmm. uh, beat our door down at 8 a.m. Like, nope, not happening. Not cool. Not cool. Not cool. Not oh, intelligent. Don't be coming around. Uh-huh. Yeah. Can I point out that that I'm getting a little annoyed with hotels that have weirdo um, like um, maid service requested, maid service not requested, like door hangers. Like mm-hmm. these are getting weird. Like I, it's one of those. It's becoming like the the Norman sign, which. It, Norman doors are like a pet peeve of mine, um, and the concept is um, anything called a Norman door is actually a thing whose use is not obvious. Um, it's a general principle of design use or usability design 
that um, usability should be obvious. Um, and yeah, these are Norman signs now. They like they. I don't know which side you're supposed to hang for what. It's like I'm sitting well, here looking uh, at this poor little sign, and our, the hotel this weekend had one too. And I'm looking at this poor little sign, and I'm like, I don't even know how to begin to use you. Like, right. I, I don't know what this is. I, I don't know what you're trying to, to communicate. I, I doubt that, you know, the hotel employees know what this means. Like, hi, mm-hmm. can someone please contact corporate and be like, um, I think we screwed up because, yeah, because this is clueless. Right. You know, and for me, it gets annoying. Sorry, I want fresh sheets on the bed if I'm paying the price for paying. I want fresh towels brought and put up where they belong. You know, I don't want to do your housekeeping for you. Take out the garbage. Thank you. Pick up the cups. Yeah, it looks like trash. It is trash. Replace the cups. Huh? Replace the cups. Please replace the cups. Like, I'm sorry, there's no way that wax paper is meant to be used multiple times. Like, Uh I think the world can agree on that, that if you're going to provide that as a little guest amenity, go ahead and replace those. Go ahead and replace those. All right. Because I remember, I missed the plastic ones. Well, I know, I know. You know, when they were a real coffee cup. Plastic and glass, styrofoam, and the... Like, because hotels have changed a lot over the years, and they slowly, you know, you get less and less and less and less. Um, down to the coffee pot, you know. Because this time we were smart. I'll give us credit. Because um, we'd been talking about this the last few trips, and we're finally, like, we, we locked in thir- uh, last Thursday when we were getting ready to head out. And it's like, look, we're doing the supplies bag because I've had it. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And you were looking at me like, okay, what are you talking about? And what are we doing? And how much is this going to cost? <laughs> right. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I'm sick and tired of this thing where we're in a hotel room with a little four cup coffee maker, which is annoying enough to start with. And the tiny little like two ounce cups, like it's a shot glass of coffee. Um, coupled with, yes, there is coffee provided in the hotel lobby on the other side of the flipping parking lot or the other end of the building. Um, it's mm-hmm. like, so here's your little shot glass of coffee that's going to last you from the coffee bar all the way to the elevator or all the way to like three spaces past the, the lobby. And mm-hmm. so this trip, I was like, no, 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 we're creating a supply bag. We're taking our own coffee and filters. We are making our own coffee in room. We are not screwing with the, the coffee bar in the lobby because, mm-hmm. quite frankly, it's a waste of effort because um, it just means we keep running back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And, frankly, right. I'm done. Like, right. you know. TMI for our audience, but I enjoy waking up, walking naked to the coffee pot, turning it on, walking back to bed, staying warm, and then getting coffee whenever coffee is ready, also naked. Like, I don't want to throw on clothes. 
like I'm going to take a shower in a little bit when I get okay with being vertical and, you know, I can form a sentence, you know, because that's Mm -hmm. the point in which I think I'm safe to shower. Um, But no, it's, I, uh, it's so aggravating to me. It's, I know these things cost money. I know these things get stolen and broken and trashed and whatever. It's also one of those things. It's like, just give me coffee. Like, can we please, please just put 10 cup coffee pots back in hotel rooms? Like, keep We're giving me the baby cup. I understand the baby room. cup. I'll deal with the baby cup. But it's like, can we just get a 10 cup coffee maker? Which I know we mm-hmm. talked, we're going to the dollar store, we're adding a 10 cup coffee maker to the uh, supply bag. Supply bag. Because we're done. All right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm done with vending machines. I am so tired of Lowe's. No, I'm kind of good with vending machines, and I'm loving the fact that newer vending machines actually have credit card acceptance. Like, I'm loving that. Well, that's I, I really. I like. Yeah, but... I'm loving the rest areas that have gotten uh, not well. They've always had vending machines, but have gotten hip with the time. That yeah, I'd totally right. buy a soda if I had like more than lint in my pocket. Oh look, credit card yeah. acceptor. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Right. I will now. What partake. I'm talking about the hotel vending machine. Because it's like two o'clock in the morning. I am hungry. It is 2 o'clock in the morning. I don't feel like getting into formal clothes, getting behind the wheel of a vehicle, and driving to the gas station a mile up the road. Oh, come on. The hotel we were at, we have... Hold on, hold on, hold on. I have to point out, the hotel we were at, the nearest gas station, we have nicknamed that night attendant Bubba. We are pretty sure his family tree for many generations does not fork. There is not even an inkling of a leaf growing off of it from a different branch. Yeah. Very true. We are pretty sure his brothers work there, too, on night shift. I don't think Mm -hmm. you're going to stand out in that group like, that that is the ultra special gas station. I I really yeah. yeah. But anyway, sorry, two AM, yeah. don't want to throw on clothes, get behind the wheel of the car and go deal with the gas station. Continue. You know, so I take this lovely stroll to the internal corridor when they have soda machines and they have a vending machine that's supposed to have snacks in it. <laughs> with brands of potato chips. Cakes that look like that they came out of your father's lunchbox and got put in a vending machine. Well, and then the weirdest thing was worse than '94 and is dead. Uh huh. Uh-huh. That's bad. Like, just to clarify, right. just to clarify for everyone. And then instant noodles. Ooh. And then some Spanish food. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah, I didn't have the experience. <laughs> yeah, you were asleep. I know. What? I was wore out. Like, I really was. I know. Yeah, well, you always get wore out on trips. I'm like, go, go, go. Well, Let's yeah. do 400, you know, 
let's go on the road for six weeks. This isn't going to be a big deal. We can hit the road. We can be gone, you know, Friday night till Tuesday morning. You know, come home. I can do an event. We can do a couple more things, and then we can get back on the road. We love this. This is our summer. Okay. I don't get the vacation because I work for myself. No, no, Let's let's correct something here for our listeners. Um, see what he didn't mention is I drive, and from the minute we pull out of the uh, uh, driveway until we get anywhere near an off ramp, a rest area, a destination of some variety. Until the car drops back below 10 miles per hour, all I hear from the driver's seat is... Yeah, so, yeah, he's well-rested by the time we get anywhere. Exactly. I'm Uh well-rested, or I've gotten more work done than I have in a week. That's true, too. There are times he, he, you know, occasionally stays awake long enough to, you know, do something. Um, Usually a YouTube post, or not a YouTube, but a Facebook video post. Like, yeah. He pretends like he's awake the whole trip, like we're on our way to wherever, and um, Uh does his Facebook Lives. And, yeah, he looks like he is very awake. The reality <laughs> is we just had to wipe the puddle of drool off his face, scrape out all the bugs he sucked in while we were driving, and and, and slap him a couple of times to get him to the point of doing a Facebook Live video. That, that's mm-hmm. reality. Uh-huh. Well, that's some realities. Other realities is, you know, I'm awake. I've made four or five phone calls. I'm working the network. And I'm, like, scripting out stuff in that new notebook of mine. The red yes. one that's sitting there. I love that thing. Yes, I can get I know, shit done with it. Sitting on my desk. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, that's a new techie thing for us because – it's a notebook, but it isn't a notebook. I don't it's know. A Explain book. it. It's a rocket book. Okay. It uses pilot, or I think it's pilot friction pins. I think these are pilot. I don't know. I remember. They handle like pilot. I don't know. I don't know. It's a thing made by a company that does stuff. Yes, they're Wonderful pop. branded reviews by... The Mountain Bears. Um, <laughs> I don't know. But yes, you can scan it. It will digitize. It will do all kinds of cool stuff. It will share to different places. Um, it works mm-hmm. really well. They're actually really nice. They are super, super nice. Um, but yeah. 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 So... You know, I really like that. I can actually get some writings done, some articles done, and just hand it to you, and you'll magically make it appear on my computer. Um, 
And then, you know, it's the other calls that I don't normally get get to do Mm -hmm. because, you know, they close at 5 p.m. Yeah. Well, because you're, like, there's a lot of times you're not awake during normal business hours, or more importantly, you just rolled out of bed during normal business hours, and it's like, no, you don't want to talk to him right now. (laughs) Have you lost your mind? Because the experience you're about to have is not one I would wish upon, okay, my second worst enemy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, And it's like, really? You know, can you people not be open past 4 o'clock? You don't open till 9. What is this? Um, Well, nothing is trying to pay our water or our sewer bill. Like, oh, Lord. That's just hilarious. Hi, we're only open between, like, you know, 9 and 3, and we take a two-hour lunch, and then half the time we don't answer the phone, and then the other half the time that we answer the phone, we're going to be really hateful about the idea of taking a payment because don't you know we have a website and we don't have time to take payments? Well, not only that, but if you want to pay in person, it has to be in a check. It cannot be a business check. It has to be a personal check, and we don't have a Dropbox either. Oh, they do. They do. Didn't you realize? Oh, they totally have a Dropbox. It's across the street. Ah. Yeah, it's on the side of a completely different building. Mm-hmm. It's, I love small towns. They're always they're always quirky. They're always fun. There's always weirdo stuff. It's, it's yeah. But no, yeah. I noticed it. We, oh, God. That was probably the night we were we went over for the city council meeting or city council. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the the special session thing from where they're building the road um, in front of yeah. our house that's supposed to just be a bus route that probably really isn't. Um, but you know, being lied to by people is fun, and um, yeah. yeah. So, but no, that night we were sitting there trying to figure out where we were going to park and all, and I noticed it. It's this really, it's a really sad little box. It really is. Right. It's, it's, someone went to Lowe's and they bought the smallest little, like, black and gold letters and then just kind of threw them at the box. To make out the words uh, uh, water payment or a sewer payment. Yeah, it was great. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, that, remember- that inspires me. Check that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. At, least at least the sanitary board here is a lot nicer than the one that I had to deal with in Princeton. Which all because of one employee who I don't think he actually is as much of an a-hole as he comes across as. I think it's, he's mm-hmm. just one of those people that his voice sounds like he's being hateful 
mm-hmm. but all because of him, they they have like nine cameras in what most people would call a double closet of a thought about hallway waiting area. Like this is what you walk into. You walk in the front door and you walk into I wouldn't even call it a vestibule. It's just like someone took a closet and instead of putting the doors on the wide side, they just put it on the short end. So it's like you walk in and yeah, it's hideous, but there's like nine cameras, bulletproof glass. Um, I mean, it's crazy. It is crazy. Mm-hmm. And then there are all these like all cap signs about your inability to pay your water bill or your sewer bill is not our problem. Don't yell at us. It's like, wow, this is this is ugly. Like, and I remember the office way back when. I do. I remember way back when, when you walked in, and it was this big open area with two desks, big gorgeous desks, and a hateful old woman that no one liked. Mm-hmm. That. You, you paid your, your bill to, and she had chairs, and you sat down in them while she huffily wrote you a receipt. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't a wonderful experience, but it was better. <laughs> like, that's all I can call it at this point, is it wasn't a wonderful experience, but it was better. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, love the uh, the sewer office up here, the sanitary board up here. It is a lot nicer. Mm-hmm. It really is. Like, it's tiny right. because it's multiple other offices. And I can get that. Ours uh, in Princeton was just like, it was its own thing. Like, that's it. That's all they do, right. water and sewer. Like, they will accept payments for other services, but that's it. It's not like it's, you know, the sanitary board, police department, municipal services, fire department, blah, 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 blah. You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, side note. Yeah, but anyhow, they are the most difficult to deal with. And, you know, if Uh, your bill is not paid within two minutes of them closing the day it says, your phone will ring, whether it's $5 or 50 or 500 We found out if it's not paid the day before, Uh your phone will ring at two minutes past five on the day it's due. Because we Uh went through that. We went the day right. it was due and paid because it's annoying to go to pay that one. So we went and we went on the day it's due and we paid it and you still got the phone call of your water will be disconnected if you don't make a medium payment. Mm. And it's like, please. That's one I'm looking forward to moving over to your system. <laughs> I know, right? I don't trust the rest, but at least that one will get off my phone bill. Well, yeah. But no. Yeah. Again, small towns, always fun. Right. They're, they're never boring. Right. They're never boring. Right. Right. Um, 
but it's been interesting. And, you know, we, we've we had a great coffee shop with Miss Amanda on it, and we started talking about it over there, but we I wanted to get some more details on this crap. Capital One having another hacker issue that looks like one of their tech people went a little bit of, ooh, I, you're not paying me enough. Yeah, um... Yeah, third-party contractors are always fun. Um, that's pretty much the Capital One situation. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It ultimately, it wasn't really so much that they... Uh, mm, this is where it gets fun trying to explain. Um, it's not so much that they stepped there and took advantage of something that um, they had access to, it's not like they use the passwords and usernames that they got as a result of being a third party. Um, it's more so, um, and kind of like I was talking on a uh, coffee shop, um, effectively what it was is for whatever reason, the server was misconfigured. Um, it had pretty much been misconfigured for a while. And basically, as a result of being a contractor, either she had reason to believe or to know that it was misconfigured, um, and she hacked in with it. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, uh, that's always fun. But that happens to a lot of companies. Kind of like I was talking about on Coffee Shop is, you know, and honestly, data breaches are data breaches are data breaches. It all really kind of comes back to IT gets weird sometimes. Um, and occasionally it's really hard um, sometimes to interlink systems. And mm-hmm. you sometimes have to go – and sometimes the biggest reason for that are is all of the security. Um, in between layers. And what you sometimes have to do is back that security off and try to get to a point in which the connection works and then figure out what's going (laughs) wrong as you add stuff back in. What unfortunately happens um, is sometimes you just get – you run into those IT people um, that are only interested in making it work. Like, I don't care if it's the most insecure system in the entire world, but it works. Right. Um, You know, like, that's all they were asked to do was make it work. They made it work. They ran away. They collected a check because they technically did the impossible, um, Mm -hmm. at least in terms of making it work, um, and, you know, ran away. Um, with that, uh, it's kind of reflective of the agile environment that a lot of companies have moved to. Um, agile is supposed to be this, uh, lovely term, uh, and it more typically applies to programming, um, in which, you're constantly, like, you you don't do traditional beta testing, you don't do 
um, a whole lot of extra work, so to speak. This is what they right. call anything that is not core programming. Like if it doesn't, right. if it's not part of the actual functionality, you don't do it. And you're right. just throwing code to do things out there. And it's supposed right. to speed up development and um, get new features out faster. A lot of that mindset has been uh, dragged into the whole of IT. And this right. is where this, this concept starts to fall apart, is when you only focus on results and you never stop and deal with the way you got there, you end up with big, massive, ugly, nasty problems. The biggest downside right. to Agile in development is that over time, you end up with code that no one understands how it works. So if something goes right. wrong, someone has to sit there and try to, you know, because most likely that programmer is long since gone, you have to right. first find where the problem is, then sit there and try to get into that programmer's head and understand their code and understand what it does and why it does it, the way that it does it. And in the process of fixing it, you're going to go down rabbit holes that that programmer right. already went down, uh, right. more than likely. Because usually if you have a wonky piece of code, it's because – yeah, the programmer that, that previously did this knew how it ought to have been done, putting big air quotes around that, or what should have worked that for whatever reason didn't, and mm -hmm. they had to get creative. Right. In the process of getting creative, you do introduce possibilities for failure. Um, and if you document those, you can save people a whole lot of time when they go back to figure out, okay, what went wrong here? Why is this program the way it is? It doesn't make any sense. It, I don't understand how this code ever works, and I don't know why you would code like that. You know, or I, like, and you occasionally run into programmers that are so super genius, they, like, you need a genius to idiot conversion. Like, I don't know what you did. I have never seen something like this. This is such an alien concept. I don't know what you've done. Um, but a lot of environments have switched over to this agile model for development, and it's slowly invaded, and this has been a few years back, several, and it's slowly invaded the rest of the IT concept uh, of what IT does is that it became very results-driven. I don't care if you do it the absolute most wrong way possible, as long as it works, mm -hmm. as long as it does what I need it to, as long as it does it yesterday, as long as it rolls out tomorrow, as long as. Okay, when mm -hmm. you take that mindset to the larger picture of IT, these are the things that happen. When you don't have a portion of your IT team that heavily invested in ensuring that these systems are secure because, ah, screw it, you get audited once a year yeah. because of whatever um, mm -hmm. industry standard you must be compliant with. 
Um, mm-hmm. And so only then do you go back and fix the stuff. If you're waiting for a third party to come back and tell you, hey, by the way, your back door's hanging wide open, and we think there may have been some loss of data, yeah, you end up months down the road, um, mm-hmm. and maybe not able to fix this for a while, because now sure. you're going through and trying to fix the thing that, had you have known it was occurring when it occurred, or known very soon thereafter, you could have been monitoring it, keeping an eye on it, making sure that you're, you know, that at least if you're going to let that door hang wide open so that your system functions, that at least you're immediately on top of data breach. That if someone comes in and does, you know, acts poorly towards your system, um, you're mm-hmm. at least aware, and you can react right. quickly. Um, because the biggest right. thing we're noticing out of data breaches and hacking um, stories, um, at least from the general public side, is when you're talking about a data breach that happened on Monday and Wednesday, someone is in front of you know news media going, we're so sorry this happened, we're going to fix it, these are the steps we're going to take, you know, Security's hard. We're trying. Um, the you know the authenticity speech. People are a lot more receptive when you're having to do a news conference six, nine, a year, you know, months or a year, two, three, four, whatever down the road. About oh yeah, mm-hmm. by the way, this occurred. Yeah, people don't have any sympathy for that. They don't have any empathy for you. They don't have any trust for you. You lose their trust. Um, And you just kind of contribute to that larger image that, no, we don't care about your data. We don't care that you're you're having your identity stolen. We don't care that you're having your credit ruined. We don't care that, you know, all these horrible things that can happen out of a data breach are occurring. Right. We hooked you. We got your money. We did whatever. Um, we, we're we flying by the seat of our pants. We don't care. Um, right. And, oh, yeah, by the way, we had a problem that we also don't really care about. And screw you. We're, we're not going to help. Um, right. You know, and that kind of that's very much the environment that we found ourselves in. And over time, as data breaches keep happening, it's becoming a, a it, almost a non-event. It's another yep. day, another data breach. Another day, another data breach. We assume, like I, I've honestly gotten to the point that I assume there's at least one data breach a day. And mm-hmm. most likely, we're not going to hear about it for months, if ever. I mean, and if even ever, then, if we do, yeah. it's debatable. And then, yeah. what, and even you're then, working on even oh yeah, well, but even then, it's it's going to be such a ho hum thing that it's going to be like, well, alrighty then, you right. know, that's all we've got. 
So, you know, screw you, screw the horse you rode in on, and thanks for the data and your business, and go away. And that's kind of what, um, in another data breach, uh, we basically got. Um, Equifax has also been in the news this week, and their great big giant data breach of 147 million consumers' data. Oh, a lot of data. That's basically everything. That's basically right. everything. Um, 147 million consumers' data. They reached a settlement or are reaching a settlement, um, and in that settlement offered $125 um, as an option for affected consumers. Um, You could either get uh, four years, three bureau credit monitoring, plus six years of Equifax credit monitoring afterwards. Or you could opt for $125. Well, they only budgeted $31 million, which roughly works out to, I believe it's either 284 or 248. I think it's 248,000 people applying for the $125. And they quickly ran out of money in terms of people applying that would get the full, like they filled up that number of people quickly. So currently they're trying to push people over to no really get the credit monitoring. It's so much bigger value, um, mm-hmm. which technically it is. Like if you've ever looked at credit monitoring, it ranges roughly $10 to $30 a month. And for that lovely amount of um, they do the same thing Credit Karma does, which is mm-hmm. free. Um, so yeah, they, and I think that's where everyone was to a degree, and then everyone else is like, yeah, my credit's already screwed. I really don't care. Um, give me money. I like money. Money's great. Money buys stuff. Money helps no, me do stuff. A lot money of- makes my life better. Right, but the other side of that is a lot of things already come with credit monitoring. You know, a lot Mm -hmm. of people already have cards that come with credit monitoring. A lot of people already have um, bank accounts that come with credit monitoring, your mortgage, and then other people don't live with credit. Well, exactly, and that's a lot of – that's become a lot of consumers. Um, especially since the housing market um, disaster. Um, so, right. so many people, in addition to losing their home, um, also suffered a major hit to their credit, um, either directly through losing their homes or the side effects of that uh, housing market disaster, which were so right. many businesses – um, started to lay people off, like we went into a recession. Um, right. And so many people got laid off. Um, like 2008, the bubble burst on the housing market. By 2010, the job market was absolutely screwed. Um, I mean, you had people with master's degrees, like 
beating people over the head for $24,000 a year job. Absolutely right. crazy, 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 crazy. Um, but out of that, what often happened is with those job losses, and as those job losses mounted in that recession, um, a lot of people's credit got ruined, um, at least you know, temporarily. I mean, no one's credit is ever technically ruined forever. Um, there, There is, you know, there's a long-term effect to it, you know, for the next few years, um, those missed payments and stuff are going to affect you as well as losses and repossessions or any bankruptcy you may file. Um, Those will affect you for, you know, several years. But eventually, um, those do fall off your credit report. And as long as, you know, you've at some point rebounded enough um, to get your finances under control and you're paying on time, um, you'll see those effects dwindle until you're effectively, credit report-wise, either back where you were or the welcome to the new normal. Um, it's, right. you know, it's, it, effectively, it's not going to be bottom of the barrel forever. Um, but right. even during that time, um, a lot of people had to renegotiate with themselves um, the idea of what a low credit score means. Um, right. You know, we've kind of been taught a lot over the years that, you know, our worth is our ability to pay and keep our, you know, credit in good standing and, um, that people who had bad credit were bad people, they were dishonest, they were stealing from companies, they were just horrible. Right. That's not so much, um, and working for a debt collections agency, you learn really quick, a lot of people have horrible credit, a lot of people you would expect to have horrible credit have horrible credit. Um, right. A lot of people can't pay their bills, a lot of people choose not to pay their bills. Um, it was kind of one of the more interesting things working there is you see that the, the, it's not really just horrible people who don't pay their bills. There's a small group of those. Then there's average ordinary people that like, you know, the money, money's tight. You know, it doesn't take much to push a lot of people in a low income situation. Um, and especially when you're talking about people working for minimum wage, um, given our inflation and wage stagnation over the past few decades, it really doesn't take much right. to exactly. push people who are already paycheck to paycheck into total financial ruin um, right. by no fault of their own, you know. It's not like they were over here spending money they didn't have. Um, Mm -hmm. They were spending what they had, and it was taking everything they had to live. And then a Mm -hmm. car breaks down, or a kid gets sick, or, you know, name it. Something happens, and when you're paycheck to paycheck, it just takes one bad day um, to, to blow it all apart. You, you don't have the right. resources to hold it together and, you know, float it for a few days or float a month 
um, to miss a paycheck, mm-hmm. to have a paycheck consumed by, you know, right. a car repair or a new roof or, you know, whatever. Um, there's lots of right. horrible things that happen to people that if you're middle class or higher, you grumble about, but you, you know, you're not going to go without food that night. You're, exactly. you know what I mean? Um, you're yeah. not going to have that problem. You grumble, you can't believe it costs that much, you whatever, but at the end of the day, you're still okay. Um, right. If you're not, if you're below middle class, a lot of these things happening, it's not just a grumble. It can totally destroy your life. Like everything you had going, everything you had going on, everything that, you know, hanging in there trying to make it suddenly gets flushed. Like that's it. You're screwed. You don't have the money. You don't, you know, you can't eat. You can't pay rent. Um, And that happens to a lot of people when they're paycheck to paycheck. You know, do you fix the car or pay the rent? Okay, if you don't fix the car, you lose the job and you can't pay the rent. If you don't pay the rent, um, then you end up sleeping in the car and looking for a new place to live because you got evicted. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're playing that close to the line, it's a lot of stress. It's a lot of problems. It's a lot of issues. Um, And for many people, we have this horrible view and especially from government that you know it's just a bunch of people claiming to be or pretending to be poor running around with $600 iPhones as one uh, legislator put it um, you know and trying to get food stamps or receiving food stamps um, and you know they should have just you know work harder and go back to school and quit buying iPhones, um, right. which is so incredibly out of touch. Um, it really doesn't understand. Um, well, in a lot of that, cases, one, you know, that may be a few years older iPhone, and it may be the reason they have a job. Like, it, and you know, in addition, two. you know, or it fills multiple roles. Because right. when you're paycheck, paycheck, hmm? Or two, the Verizon customer, and Verizon customers were yep. given free iPhones. Yeah, there's a lot of services doing subsidies, um, mm-hmm. though not always the most affordable services. Um, that's right. been the other thing that a lot of people have had to look at is whether to go with a postpaid contract like Verizon would mm-hmm. offer that would let you easily buy an iPhone and spread, you know, they'll subsidize it and basically spread it out over uh, the length of the contract. Um, really helpful if you're a family of, you know, three or more um, and you're all right. getting a new, new phone. Um, but at the same time, the monthly service plus that spread out gets really expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people opted over to prepaid. I mean, there's a, ultimately, we sit here and have this argument that poor people are poor because they're stupid and make stupid decisions and do stupid things and they're buying, you know, they're spending their money uh, poorly, as in not wisely. Um, 
the reality is, no, the money's just not there for a lot or, of people. They cut expenses as low as they can cut them. They've done without everything they can do without. You know, it's down to you know which one of the basics would you like to give up this month? You know, mm-hmm. food, shelter, and when we're talking food, we're talking the basic version of food. Um, you know, bologna and cheese on on bread or peanut butter on bread, and um, you know, mm-hmm. what do you want to give up this month to right. afford anything else that you could possibly need or want? And in many cases, mm-hmm. need. There's lots of unmet needs going on. Um, and also, you know, a lot of this becomes how do you, you end up with people living very unfortunate lives in which mm-hmm. they're paycheck to paycheck, they're constantly stressed, um, mm-hmm. you know, their finances are maxed out. They're always afraid of the next horrible thing that's going to happen, um, you know, that, that it's all very precarious. It's all held together by duct tape spit and a prayer, and they live in that constant fear of what happens next. When is this going to fall apart? Right. Meanwhile, the resources aren't there to do anything else that – you don't really get an opportunity in that scenario to relax. Right. Right. And you don't get an opportunity to look at things. But, you know, we have a prepaid service. The reason we have a prepaid service is if you look at the contract services, our Mm -hmm. bill would be enormous. Mm-hmm. We get the same thing, if not more, for prepay. Yep. yep. Yeah, if we did postpaid, we – oh, my God. <laughs> it would be a car yeah. payment at this point um, because ultimately, Maybe two. effectively, we have, five, we have five lines of service. So, mm-hmm. you know – that's a family plan with most providers, and I think that's running roughly about three hundred and something a month. Um, granted, I say it's a car payment. I'm talking about a mid-range car with a six-year installment. <laughs> you know. So why don't we take a break, and then when we come back, we'll be talking about some new stuff going on, and also some stuff we need to be paying attention to. Sound good? Absolutely. Awesome. Do you like a little more grrr with your coffee? Then tune in to Mountain Bears here on Blog Talk on Friday nights at 9 p.m. for the latest in LGBT topics, current events, and technology. Every Friday night we'll be here. Join us as the Mountain Bears explore these topics and more. So I'm a cat, and I just moved in with this new human, and she's got this little toy she's always playing with, all day long. Tap, 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 bloop, bloop. She can't put it down. There it is. Oh, and get this. She even talks to it. Last week, she asked it for Chinese, and guess what? Egg rolls showed up, like magic. Humans have cool toys. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. 
Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Hi, welcome. Relax. Have a cup of your favorite topics with your host, Ace and Nate. There's nothing like a good conversation to warm your soul and give your spirit a break now and then. Ace has such a wonderful way of exploring topics like psychic phenomena, important topics in our daily lives from a psychic's point of view, and you never know who else will stop by live on Blog Talk Radio. So come on in. We made a fresh cup of Java just for you. Hi, I'm Rain. And this is Raven Wind, and we're the Feather and Bone Podcast, two witches talking about everything witchy and nothing at all. We consider ourselves to be energy-based spiritualists, non-traditionalists, and decidedly not Wiccan. Our views on magic and life in general don't align with other pagans in the community, but we have a live-and-let-live outlook on life. So if you want to learn something new while laughing a whole lot, you can find links to our podcast, Facebook page, products, and purchase tarot readings at featherandbone.net. As a busy modern woman, I'm constantly on the go. Having to make multiple stops while I'm out shopping or getting things done just doesn't work for me. That's why I love going to the Crystal Lotus Shop for every one of my metaphysical needs. They have all the basics like stones, candles, sage, plus they carry jewelry, herbs, cards, a variety of unique gifts, and several other items you're probably looking for. Uh Uh-oh, sounds like my husband's old college injury flared up again. That's okay. I can count on the team of healers at the Crystal Lotus to fix him right up. They offer massage, Reiki, Kalamni, as well as other energy modalities, all performed by licensed, highly trained, and gifted practitioners. And while he's being taken care of, I'll sit down and get some guidance by one of their accomplished psychic readers. Oh, and did I mention they do custom orders and have gift certificates as well? They even offer yoga several days a week for all levels of experience. Plus, the last Saturday of every month, they have Psychic Saturday, where they offer discounts on readings as well as many healing sessions. Stop in to meet Shauna and the rest of the family there. They're located at 89 Old Main Plaza in St. Albans, where the Loop Pharmacy used to be. Or give them a call at 304-729-8055. Crystal Lotus taking the spirit where the body cannot go. You're listening to the Psychic Coffee Shop Podcast Network. Choosing a psychic is hard, and you don't want to waste time finding one that's right for you. You've thought about calling into the show, but you want more privacy than that? With services from phone, email, chat, text, and his network availability, you need to check out Asen's website at asennight.com. Just a few clicks and you can have your own personal, private psychic reading. On asennight.com, you can also find out about VIP packages, scheduling parties and events, and signing up for his classes. What are you waiting for? Talk to Asen today.
Oh, hey there. Sorry, we're just wrapping up the planning for Beltane in the Forest 2019. And let me tell you, it's been a struggle trying to figure out where to put all the vendors, performers, and activities. You're coming out on May 19th, right? What's that? You didn't know that you were invited? Bring the kids, spouse, bring everyone. Yes, that's right. Starting at 11.30 a.m., we have adult and children's activities, a barding circle, and of course you know Gypsy Rhythm is going to be there. Coonskin Park in Charleston, West Virginia. Look, I've got to go, but you can find out more on our website, BeltaneInTheForest.org. See you there. And we're back. Hope you guys enjoyed the break. We're still working on getting things reset up. For those that don't know, Blowcock was a real pain in the ass and decided to lock us out. And that was weird. Yeah. It's you know, because we had it all planned. Yeah, we had it all planned out because we're doing a lot of things for you guys. Joe, why don't you tell them a few of the new things that are going on? Well, where to start? We have a psychic coffee shop. Uh, network uh, webpage. We've been uh, getting that put together, um, getting information up for uh, Asen and I, as well as Amanda, as our lovely part-time co-host for the Psychic Coffee Shop. Um, we've been trying to get you some guys some articles out over there. Um, we are working on those. Um, we're working on the site as a whole, so it's going to be a little while before we the uh, dust settles on that one. And, ooh, tell them about the other fun one. Well, I'm always getting on, you know, people wanting to donate money, send money to us, pay for stuff, send us presents. Um, mm-hmm. So we started Patreon. Um, with the Patreon, you'll get some additional content, You'll get some early videos, because, of course, we're doing YouTube um, for videos. And you get some discounts on readings with me. And some other yeah. fun stuff, like monthly techie well, show wallpaper. YouTube. We have a YouTube. Yeah. Yes, Here's we do. Have, we've had a YouTube for a while. Um, the Psychic Coffee Shop has had a YouTube for a while, but it's a rebroadcasting Psychic Coffee Shop. Meaning that you get the if you can't catch us on any of the other podcast networks that we're on, which if you've got a podcast favorite subscriber, go check there and see because we're probably there. Um, then you could go to it and get us on YouTube. Well, now we're going to be putting out videos, private video. Well, videos for our patreons, videos for you know the people that is. Uh, and they'll go there first. So you have to be a Patreon mm-hmm. member to get early access to them. After that, yeah. however, two to three weeks or, you know, whenever I get a moment, I'll throw out whatever we put over on Patreon onto YouTube. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's been some work because this is something I've wanted to do for a while for our listeners, give them the opportunity to support the station and support what we do. But, you know, we were kind of worried about Patreon. We want to make it clear, do not be, you know, sending us a dollar a month if that dollar a month is what's missing from your food budget. Yeah, don't do that. 
Don't do that. No. Please don't do that. We will be so upset. That's because that's not cool. That's not cool. No. Um, like I want to be appreciated as much as the next person, not at the cost of someone eating or someone, right. you know, having laughs because of it. Like you got a few right. extra bucks and your life is good and you're not paycheck to paycheck and you really want our content or you just really love the show in general, send it on over. We deeply appreciate it. Um, and those Patreon ranges are 1, 5, and 10, are they not? Right. Well, the tall is a 1 and they get um, credit at the end of the YouTube videos, access to mm-hmm. our Under the Table and Dreaming newsletter, 5% discount yep. on pro- with private readings for, with me. The Grande, mm-hmm. which is $5 a month, you get end of the video credits, access to the newsletter, under the table and dreaming, 5% discount on private readings with me, exclusive access to the second coffee chat, uh, coffee chat videos and vlogs, and a free meditative wallpaper for your phone, tablet, and computer. And then the $10 a month, um, get all the same stuff. You also get recognized as a sponsor on the Under the Table and Dreaming newsletter. Um, Thank you section. Access to our private Discord. And um, able to vote on some of the topics and stuff that we're going to cover. Plus, you get a free three-card angel reading from me each month. Um, which is a ten dollar value in itself. So you know we've tried the power packet. We've tried to make sure that you know it's something of value. Um, but it's a way for us to be able to give you a little more because there's a lot of things that goes into producing the show, a lot of things that I want to do with the network. But it's one of those. Well, yeah, I'd love to do that, but oh, you want to charge me this amount of money just to give me the software to do that? You know, because I oh, like yeah. to move us to where we're videoing the shows, especially the mountain bears. Yes, that would be absolutely, absolutely awesome. The only problem with that, though, is then we run into the situation that mm-hmm. most likely to do video production, we would probably have mm-hmm. to pre-record, and I know we've been wanting to stay live with you guys. Um, because right. the biggest problem we run into is in terms of microphones and not mm-hmm. getting the cross conversation picked up, um, so that basically we're trying not to echo. We, we really prefer not to give you guys this horrible echo back and forth that my mic picks up what he's saying while his mic is also picking up what he says and vice versa. And then all of a sudden you're sitting there listening to the Grand Canyon in your head um, because we know how much that sucks. So that means mm-hmm. we often have to do the show from different rooms. Well, that makes video different. difficult. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. It would be cool to be able to do. It would be cool to be able to do split screen. Well, we could do split screen. We could. We could. Then yeah. That means we now have to wear clothes, and like decent clothes, yeah. not like crap clothes. Because I'm sorry, I'm crap clothing it today. 
Like, I've been mm-hmm. out early. Like, the only time I've been outside today was to pick up a prescription, and I, it was at Walmart. And so I'm wearing, like, shorts and a T-shirt. I randomly pulled out of the drawer, and yeah, yeah. And I rolled straight into this evening and was like, fine, cool, whatever, we'll do mountain things. Um, That's how we roll here. It really is. Um, Like, you know? Um, But, yeah, we would love to get video up. We are going to keep working on that and figure out what we can do. I've had a few different ideas on microphones. I'm afraid, though, what's going to have to happen for that is we're probably going to have to look. um, I'm really afraid we're going to end up having to look at a mixer because it looks like, yes, we can live record straight from the website for Blog Talk using microphone. um, But what I think is going to have to happen is that it only, I believe, looks at one device. So we're going to need a mixer that will take in two microphones and dump that audio out as one stream um, so that we can point blog talk at one device. And, yeah, hi, Patreon people. Get on it. Yeah. Buy me a mix. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, that, and we are going to be doing for our patrons, I think it's the five and the grande and the vente or whatever we ended up naming them. Yeah, it took us a while to figure oh, this out. Vente. We totally yeah. ripped off Starbucks um, for our coffee shop. <laughs> well, um, yeah, we are going to be doing a monthly totally live stream for that. Yeah. yeah, we're totally well, doing a live yeah. stream. Well, yeah, and that'll be different. That will not be through Blog Talk that we can do different services on. And that does make it work a lot different. Um, gives us a lot more options. The and that those help. Love, love, love right. other sites that allow us to use multiple inputs or to do video. And um, I can go straight from my camera with that, um, and it should work beautifully. Um, at least well enough for the informality of it. It's not a show. It's a live stream. Um, Personally, and I hope our audience agrees, I view live stream and production show way differently. So, eh, you know, if the audio is not great for the live stream, mm, doesn't have to be perfect. Um, And we can even pass back and forth a uh, lavalier. One of the little clip mics. Yeah, we can pass one of those back. I don't know. We'll see if there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things that we can do with that. There is. Yeah. I'm really looking at YouTube Live and hooking your camera up to my computer and making it work. Yes. Yes. Well, and we've got other video clips. And I want to try it out this weekend and see how it goes. Um, Because we did finally get um, not a GoPro, which um, I'm sorry, I won't pay that money. 
Like, I think GoPros are the most wonderful idea ever. I think their price tags Mm -hmm. suck. I will not spend that kind of money for that kind of camera. Like, I'm sorry. The the action camera, which is the market that GoPros fall into, I'm not spending Mm -hmm. the kind of money I spend on professional uh, photography gear. For something Mm -hmm. I'm literally wearing into a situation in which could easily get destroyed. Right. You know, there's no way I'm going skiing with a $300 camera strapped to my chest or anywhere else. Right. I'm not going Uh swimming with a $300 camera in what I hope is a waterproof box. Never going to happen. Like, none of those situations would I buy a $300 camera and use it. Mm-hmm. All right. So, for a tenth of the price, we found mm-hmm. a not a GoPro, a GoPro equivalent, does all the same things, roughly. Um, same kind of lensing, same kind of everything. We've gotten it. Um, I'm going to try some stuff. Uh, while we're driving this weekend, tomorrow actually, and hopefully we can pull together some behind-the-scenes um, sort of what it's like traveling with us, um, which right. I don't know. Personally, we keep getting told it's so cute. Um, <laughs> like every time we have someone in the car together, they're like, oh, my God. Um, you got like this is not 50. what I expected. This is even better. Um, right. because we're crazy, and like well, we have to pull ourselves together for mountain bears. So if you think we're crazy here, <laughs> uh-huh. wait for the behind. Well, I, if I get told one more time I am the fifties husband, I will correct them happily that I am not the fifties husband. I am the forties wife. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was cute recently, having someone walk up and be like, yeah, I kind of get the, like, the 50s husband type, and I just busted out laughing, and I'm like, mm, try housewife. Um, <laughs> like, exactly. It's the way it works out. Um, yeah. It really does. And, you know, it's okay. I'm cool with this. Um, sometimes you have to kind of rein him in a bit. You do. You really do. Because you struggle so hard sometimes on the concept of making everything like Ward and June Cleaver perfect. Um, as do I. As do I. I, I, I show up for that. Um, but mm-hmm. we do. We have those moments and sometimes we've just got to kind of look at each other and be like, all right, and back in reality. Right. Yeah. Let's try again. Yeah. But mm-hmm. without the, you know, over the top. All right. But, you know, a lot of times, yes, I'm over the top. Yes, I'm demanding. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm very much a diva. It is my way or no way. I have mm-hmm. very high standards, not just for me, but for our three businesses. You know, I get told all the time, um, that I should have been Mel or Street. And it's like, no, I have a clear brand view. 
I know what's right for my company. I know what's right for our companies. We know what's right for our brands. Yeah. We're not going to be putting up with any crap. Um, oh, yeah. And people are just now figuring out that, oh, crap, she means it. Mm-hmm. She do. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. so many things. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You know. It's a lot. It really is. Like... It is. We have multiple companies and multiple things going on. And we don't have time to be playing little games and, you know, little cute things of, oh, this is the hottest thing right now. You guys need to go do this. Mm, no. We really do. Like, I tr- like that's the thing for me. I really hate the gimmicky things. I really mm-hmm. hate things that are exploitative or clickbaity or, yeah, those will make you money, but they also tick people off. Right. Like, there's whole companies that I will never deal with because it's like, yeah, your advertising fooled me once. And now I see mm-hmm. how you think of your customers. Like, mm-hmm. nope, not doing it. Not doing it. Like, fool me once. Well, it's like Walgreens. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that company in itself, never again. Yeah. Never again. Um, if you want to dive into that, while we're well, no I'm longer sorry. I was sitting here and didn't think there was going to be a dive into that. So I only partially heard what you said. I was talking about how Walgreens and how they have become versus how they were. Oh, okay. So, and we've talked about this, I think, a little bit in a previous episode and then shot right past it because I was way too angry. Um, <laughs> but no. I used to love Walgreens. I found my first Walgreens in Greensboro, North Carolina, the 24-hour Walgreens. I loved the concept. I loved the store. I loved everything they had. I could not wait to go to Walgreens. I got my Walgreens card. Um, I ended up with all my, you know, this is over time. Ended up. Uh, Before I left North Carolina, all my prescriptions were at Walgreens. I lived right around the corner from one. They really were, you know, just around the corner um, as they're advertising. Um, Uh But, no, I loved Walgreens. I shopped their specials, shopped their deals, saved up my points, bought a lot of really cool stuff. I had a special place in my heart for Walgreens. Like, you could not say anything bad about them around me because I would be like, no, let me shut you down real quick. Walgreens is awesome. I was a Walgreens boy. I was a Walgreens cheerleader. All about the Walgreens. But, but, they decided to revamp their uh, Walgreens rewards program. I don't know what they were thinking especially for those that had been of us that had been around for a while. Um, and one of the things they did was took away the $20 reward level or the $50 reward level, excuse me, um, which is the one I always shot for. Like I saved my points up until I hit $50 and then 
I, I'm going to go have a shopping spree for free. Um, and I usually did that a couple of times a year. Now, keep in mind, Walgreens pricing, and I know this, I know this, um, it tends to run a little bit higher. Um, it does. And I know this as well. Um, but worth it, you know, it compared to the rewards and the stuff that Walgreens carries, it works out. It works out. Um, so they revamped their rewards program. And then one of the things they took away was the $50 reward level. I had just hit my uh, a $50 reward. I'd, we were busy. We had stuff going on. I didn't have time to go in and spend it. Which, granted, I usually save those up for a while. Like, $50 rewards to me were the thing I set aside for myself for, like, I'm having a really bad day. I need to go buy stuff and feel pretty and whatever. You know, this is how I use, like, rewards kind of thing is, Hold them off to the side, and then when I either A, really want something, or B, when I really need that experience to just go shopping and buy stuff, Mm -hmm. and maybe buy stuff I wouldn't ordinarily get because I can't afford that, Um, not as a normal, you know, it's a nice luxury, but it's not a normal day-to-day thing that I can do, that's how I use those. And just hit it. We were busy. I got the email that the rewards program was changing. Okay, I half read it. Um, then I got the expiring points thing, or not expiring points, but that I was going to lose my $50 reward. And unfortunately, we got busy the, the days that that was occurring. And I didn't get a chance to run over and use it before I lost it. Um, So we ended up, um, I called and asked, like, look, here's the deal, here's what's going on. Um, I totally didn't get a chance. Um, You know, and they said, don't worry about it, we'll run it through, no big deal. Um, Or it should still apply. Um, because the way they were talking is that it's if you were like under that point level, you weren't actually going to lose the reward. Or if you were, sorry, if you were under the point level to get the reward, you weren't going to be able to get the reward. If you were over the point level and had already gotten the reward, then you weren't supposed to be able to lose it. Well, we all lost it. They lied. Um, right. And so I went over, supposedly I'm supposed to be able to do this. I'm already gung-ho to go and check out, and they pull up my account, and I have accessible to me a $20 reward, a $20 reward, a $10 reward, and like a $5 reward. And I'm like, are you flipping, are you kidding me right now? 
like you said. So I walked out. I didn't buy anything. And so anyway, I called corporate. I bitched them out. There's no nice way to say it. I bitched them out. Um, so anyway, this apparently got passed around. I get a phone call from the store, and um, they're like, hey, we understand. We're so sorry that happened. You know, come over. Let me know you're here. They'll they'll pull me. Um, I'm a manager. I can force it through. Okay. So we went back over. I got what I wanted. And then some. And I took full advantage of my last Walgreens reward. Because we went over. And I spent down every reward I could possibly get on my account. Mm-hmm. And not only did I spend it down, I spent it down buying things that were on sale. Mm-hmm. So not only did I use money, or so to speak, the reward money, I used it to buy things that were also knocked down and gaining points. So this kept going. I was adding points while redeeming. Well, technically, no, I don't guess I was because you can't do that. Anyway, all totaled, it was ridiculously cheap. We, like, they ran it through. They got it to go through. Um, I only, I think at the end of the day, we spent, like, what, $5, if that? Um, yeah, I walked out that. with, like, $80 worth of stuff that was worth even more than that um, at full sure. retail. Um, mm-hmm. and then I promptly went home and called Walgreens corporate and told me, take me off your mailing list, shut down my rewards account. Right. And then went through the lovely question of why? At which point I reiterated, I have been a Walgreens customer since y'all ticked me off and I'm done. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like, you've been changing this program for years. You've been making it less advantageous. We have been, you know, you've been screwing us out of stuff for a while now. This was the last straw. I'm done. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, we had an interesting experience at one of the festivals we were at. You are that customer. And I'm even worse. Kroger's, you know, is fearful of me. Well, yes, they are. And, you know, I just figured out why I haven't been able to hear you half the show. What? I had the micro- I, I had my headphone cut down. <laughs> I've been struggling I'm back here. You. I'm like, what did he just say? What? You're going to do what with me? I want to sell you. I have to buy you back, what, but at least you get a little intent? surcharge. <laughs> like no. you're gonna put me in a scratch and dent cell because that's where I'm at now. I'm 37. Can I point out I am 37 years old? I don't even know that I'm scratch and dent at this point. I think you just take me to the junkyard or or to like scrap metal and see what they'll give you. 
No, honey, there's an antique seller all the time around here. I don't love you anymore. That's what I've got for that. I don't love you anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't That's have to love me every day. <laughs> um, wow. <but>. You're... <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, I'm kidding. I love you. I do. But really, antique uh-huh. sale? Oh. <laughs> okay. What are you at? The prehistoric? <laughs> yes, in a few more years I will be historic. And I may be put on a National Historical Monument section. Yes. Yes. Oh, oh, and that <laughs> unfortunately reminds me of the horrible news you got this week. What is yeah. going on? What is going on? Sunday is the last day for it. What's going on? History is being erased. Well, yeah. Literally. Um, One of the bars that has been in business for over 30 years. Wasn't around for all 30 of them. um, Is now becoming a parking lot. This is one of the last show bars that I worked at. The first bar I worked at became a parking lot. The second bar I worked at became a parking lot. The last bar I've worked at in this day has become a parking lot. The other one I worked at is a jazz bar. I'm like, gay history is being ran over with steamrollers. Mm-hmm. Well, and that happens, though. We, we've seen a lot of that happen. Um, mm-hmm. one small town bars, uh, you know, if you've ever seen the movie Small Town Gay Bar, which is a lovely, lovely, lovely movie from, I want to say TLA releasing, I could be wrong, however, um, it really talks about the cultural effect of the small town gay bar and the fact that those are really disappearing. Um, we also have that problem over time, however. Um, with bars and with gay bars in general, um, they change names, they change times, they change music styles, they change offerings, they change, they go out of business, they get bought up, they move downtown, mm-hmm. they move away from downtown, you know, oh, they kind of are trying, like the, a gay bar is never going to stay the same gay bar you're at. Um, and mm-hmm. like, I know it was a horrible day for you. You found this out. It was horrible. Wednesday right. was so bad for you. It was, I mean, well, it, it was I didn't like, find that put out. him to bed. Like I thought we were going to have to like scrape letters off of aspirin for, to get him out of bed. Um, because it was bad. Um, yes, yeah. that was a reference to the birdcage. And I really did. I thought you were going to go there. I thought it was going to be like, draw the curtains. I'll I'll never step out into public again. Like, I'm old and decrepit, and my life is over. Um, no, I'm just were about with this protective program. And that's a really? comment that you made. Because, because by the end of this month, um, oh. my elementary school will be gone. 
My middle school would be gone. The high school would it'll be gone. The college closed two years ago. Anything till about age thirty two no longer exists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you that know, happens when you that get old. Especially happens in West Virginia. Well, it's not even a function of being old. It really isn't. It's largely right. a fact an unaffect of uh, kind of a phenomenon in West Virginia in which a lot of the state was built around coal and coal camps and in a different time in which, Mm -hmm. you know, small schools weren't a big deal. Um, You know, you, you had community schools and a lot over the last few decades, um, that has happened in West Virginia is a lot of the schools are being consolidated because resources are shrinking and keeping all these little baby schools together um, or, you know, afloat, especially the ones that are aging so badly, um, uh-huh. keeping them maintenance and repaired and functional and in the 21st century is getting more and more expensive and harder to do. So a lot of mm-hmm. schools are being consolidated down to new buildings, you know, new technology, new buildings, different location, and these previous schools are being allowed to just rot. Um, I know my parents went through that. Um, they graduated from Herndon High School in Herndon, West Virginia, which most people don't know that place exists, let alone that it has a high school, which you can still drive by. The high, the high school's still there. What's left mm-hmm. of it? Um, because it's slowly being consumed by nature. It's it's mm-hmm. disappearing. And mm-hmm. but you know because my parents graduated. Oh, dear God, 60-some years ago. Um, I mean, this is what happened. Um, The community shrank. The number of people to support that school shrank. Um, It became unaffordable. They uh, created a nice little consolidated school, more modern, more technology, better, and moved everyone to it. And we well, see that happening more and more better. and more. Right. A debate to well, work better. Why? In theory, oh, and always... this is where I debate at, is okay. these buildings are going up cheaply made. I mean, come on. Look at how fast they've built the one down the street. Well, yes. Not real brick. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, if we get a tornado... You know, the elementary school got hit by a tornado in 75, and it just took the roof off. The tornado hits that mm-hmm. new shambles of a looking thing down at the end of the street. They're going to have to rebuild it. Well, yes, the, the, the prison will slowly end up in our yard one brick at a time. Um, because one it does. It looks like a time. <laughs> yeah, does. but it's a half It a was brick. so funny. The first, well, yeah. Um, but no, the first time I came up here, I asked if there was a prison, and you got all confused. It was so funny. 
um, because I drove past, and it does not look like a school. It really mm-hmm. doesn't. The aesthetic screams prison compound. Mm-hmm. Like, you really expect, like, is it a new prison? They haven't put a fence up yet. Um, no, it's like already a partial up. fence, but, yeah. Right. Um, but it's not, like, you know, that much of a fence. And I was like, are they finishing mm-hmm. the fence? Like, what's going on? And you're like, no, that's the school. Um, right. So I just kind of went on with it, like, eh, whatever. Um. And then over time, they've now added on to it. They're consolidating even more schools for the county into this one giant complex. Um, I can't even imagine what those poor kids are going to go through. Um, One, that means like kindergarten to graduation, you're going to one basic location. Um, And it's enormous. I can't imagine being five years old and showing up for the first day of school and doing anything but flipping your your lid. I mean, it's right. enormous. Um, yeah. The ability to get lost has got to be you know, so easy for the little ones. Like, because it's all right. nondescript. It's all the same building over and over and over. And, like, it's an assembly line building. They, you know, right. the architect drew one building and just, like, duplicated it. Like, just right. take this and put one here and here and here. <laughs> it's just, oh. oh. Yeah. It really doesn't say school. It does say prison. It screams prison. Yeah. It, it's the kitty prison. It does. Yeah, it's, it's the kitty oh. prison. And it's awful. But it's yeah. like, you know, I've gotten used to not having mm-hmm. someone to call and go, hey, do you remember when such and such happened? Mm-hmm. Or you won't believe who I ran into today. Such and such. And they're doing this now. Now I can't even drive by and go, well, over here is when such and such occurred. Or let me take mm-hmm. you here. It's no longer there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, and some of it's that, and some of it is also I like. I just have to ask a question because we've had the conversation, but I, I've never asked this question. The queens mm-hmm. you are running around with at the bars—is mm-hmm. it that queens in general are like a high-risk pool? Like they're they're making very high-risk life decisions. Or is it just that that those groups of queens happen to be um, high-risk life decisions, like they played hard, they worked harder, and because, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of, like, you're talking about people who basically died in, like, their 40s and 50s, at worst. At like, worst, yeah. Yeah. And I'm just trying to, to and it figure was out the is times. that okay? It's the times. Um, one, you got to look at the time frame. We lost a whole mm-hmm. two generations um, in general. Yeah. Then you got to look at the life. We're up all night, drinking, dancing, smoking, eating not the best food, 
eating whatever came or you know, whatever was in the road. And mm-hmm. then you crack, get back up, and you do more. You know, you practice. Yeah. You've got to get costumes made. So it's a very, you know, it's glamorized now. It's very much glamorized. Um, with RuPaul's Drag Race and all this, that's a glamorization. It's yeah. more like us going to a show. You know, load the car up. You got to drive four hours. You do the show. You get back in the car. You drive another four hours. That type of thing. Um, and it's a very stressful position because you've got to entertain. You've got to have fun. You got to make sure the bar makes money. You got to make sure you make money. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, and so basically, just asking questions. So, queens today have it easier. Would that be a fair assessment? Yes, they do, because you're not looking at getting arrested. You're not looking at having to find music, burn it, learn it, and it still be valid. Okay. Um, we've got online shopping. We don't have to make a trip to Columbus if I'm doing a pageant. Okay. You know, I, I can to see get close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so do queens have it easier? Yes, today they do. They also have better booking fees now. Um, but no, I just kind of wondered about that. I was sitting here thinking as we, you were kind of mentioning, you know, the, the losses. Um, right. As to how much of that was just the particular group versus just queens in the time period. Um, right. But, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, look, <sighs> looking at drag queens in general and looking at the gay culture in general in the 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. we were a busy group of people. Um, and there was a lot of heartache and a lot of pain. And, you know, no, a lot of my friends didn't die from AIDS. They died from heart attacks. They died from car accidents. They died from hate crimes that weren't even hate crimes because there wasn't a hate crime. You know, things yeah. that we take for granted now. Oh, you didn't step out the door without a knife or a gun or at least something. Um, because of that time. Um, and back then there was None of a lot of a lot of queens. There was none of this corsets, and you know, oh, you only put it on when you're work when you're performing, and you take it off. Now you put it on when you do this full thing. You know, dancing. Mm-hmm. You know, Wednesday. So you know, it's like any other dancers. You know, things have mm-hmm. improved. Things have got better. Um. The benefits have gotten better. You know, looking at, you know, the, being awake in the community, being able to run to Walmart. Um, but also, you know, some of them were doing some more riskier stuff mm-hmm. in general. Um, you well, had some that were transgendering. Talking... True. But you're also talking about, like, late 90s, early 2000s, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. So, also in that time period, though, you, you kind of have the, 
I like I tr- I've tried to explain this to like baby gays, and it's hard mm-hmm. to really get there. Um, like that was a weird time to be gay. Like the late mm-hmm. '90s, early 2000s were just weird. Um, on one side you had like the the like the pre mid '90s. And everyone, like the people who were, you know, either in adulthood or coming into adulthood in, you know, the pre-90s. And, you know, HIV and AIDS was rampant. It was all over the place. You know, like they had just come off of, like, the worst, like, decade and a half ever. Mm-hmm. And you, so you had a lot of people by the mid-90s that were, like, horribly depressed because they've just lost everyone. And then they're continuing to do this for the next five years. Um, You know, because HIV meds uh, kind of crap for the mm-hmm. uh, the entirety of the 90s. They, they really were. They were crap. Then you move into the right. 2000s. And right. I think everyone kind of hit the new millennium, put the past behind me. I've got to move on from all the, the the guilt and the pain and the depression, and I can't do it anymore. Like, I can't right. do a funeral a day. I can't do a funeral a week. Right. Um, you know, and so, and that's also right about the time the first really good HIV meds are hitting market. Um, right. And everyone was burnt out. Like, that's the biggest thing I remember from the 2000s is everyone was just burnt out on feeling. Like, it was this very cold, clinical, sterile, I don't care, like, attitude. Um, And for those of us that were, like, just hitting adulthood then and, you know, kind of hitting the scene, it was really weird. Um, Mm -hmm. just the, like, there, I'm not saying there wasn't a community, it's just, after all that time of suffering, like, the community was the people that survived, and we're not accepting new applications right now. Like, that was a lot of the feeling is we're just not, like, I don't have time to lose you. I don't have time to get attached to you. I don't have time to get to know you. I'm not going to bother. You know, it's like, screw me and get out. And, like, that's the reception we got, you know, because you're not, like, 18, 19, 20 years old. Um, you're not just hooking up with other 18, 19, 20 year old people. You're, you're looking a little older, um, as it happens. And so you start hitting, you know, people in their like late twenties and early thirties. And that was the whole attitude. It's like, everyone was just burnt out and it was, I just want to get laid and go home. Like, I don't want to know anything about you. I'm not going to remember your name tomorrow. I'm not going to care about you. I'm not looking to date right now. Like, screw me and get out. 
Um, so that's right. kind of like where I came in the door. And it, again, it was really weird um, because a lot of people were just done with attachment. Mm-hmm. The community was wonky at best. Um, everything was kind of live for today, screw tomorrow. Um, and then I think it was like, (laughs) we, by the time we got into the mid, like, like 2005 to 2010 part of it, it's Mm -hmm. like, oh God, y'all survived. Um, oh crap. Now what do we do with you? Like, you know? Because um, I know we've well, had a lot of conversations about, you know, younger gays not having any respect for older gays, but I also say that there was a long time there that older gays didn't want anything to do with us. They're like, oh, you're just going to get HIV and die. Um, you know, you're too stupid to know better. You're just going to get HIV and die. Um, well, you know, why should I buy? here's the other part of that that people forget. Mm-hmm. We now have gays in their 60s, their 70s, their 80s. When I was well, it's not 20, like we've never had that. We've we now we, have visibility in right. our 60s and beyond. Um, because right. that was a large part of the problem is that, and we've totally talked about that. Um, you know, right. gay retirement. Which, by the way, I will point out just because. Uh, a friend of mine works for them, and they're getting uh-huh. back on their feet. Q Notes. Um, look online. It is a publication out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, they are doing um, a – they have a lovely article on – oh, is the title? It's um, Uh, gay and graying, I believe it is. Like graying hair, gay and graying. Um, mm-hmm. Just check out their website. Go find their website. It's QNotes. It is an LGBTQ publication out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, mm-hmm. I saw that today. I haven't gotten to read the article in its entirety, but I know Matt. And I believe Matt is the one that wrote it. I know he featured it, so that means he really feels strongly about it. And I like Matt's taste on articles. Um, so I know I'm going to love it, and I know you'll love well. it, too. Um, sure. So, yeah. And then Charlotte Pride is coming up soon, um, and he has a big hand in Matt. Um, anyway, Matt's awesome. I just – it sparked in me. But anyway, moving along. Anyway, moving on. When I was 23, I remember the oldest person that was gay that I knew of was mid-40s. Mm-hmm. And it's because we were so decimated as a community, not just from AIDS, but from all well, now, the part other was, stuff that goes on. Well, now, part of it is also... um not only was it decimated as a community by everything else, it was also the fact that a lot of people will age out of the bar scene. There's a certain point in which you're like, I'm not going to the bar. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of people that couple up and they don't go to the bars anymore because, you know, why? 
They didn't like going in the first right. place. They were only there to find someone. They found someone. They're never going back again. Mm-hmm. Like, yay, I never so have to go to a bar. I don't bar have to in my stomach. This this wasn't mm-hmm. just the bar scene. This was the pride scene. This was the picnic scene. This was the charity funding scene. This was the benefit scene. This was community in general. The mm-hmm. oldest person I knew was forty. It was in their forties, and they were seen as ancient. Yeah. No, I'll I'll give I, I will give Greensboro credit. We at least had Guilford Green which is mm-hmm. awesome charity down there. Um, they do a lot of wonderful things. It's, um, but uh, part of that was, um, to be rude, it's a bunch of rich old gay dudes that run Guilford Green. Um, so they range um, because a lot of it, it, it's a highfalutin little society thing. Um, these are gay men with money. Um, but yeah. So we, we did have that experience of at least knowing older gays and they were pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, guys, we're out of time. We will be in at the Anchorage in Marietta, Ohio tomorrow. I'll be doing readings. Techie Joe will be around, you know, mm-hmm. checking in, handling for me. We'll be back next Tuesday with a show, um, and yep. we'll be having fun with that. Um, and then, of course, yep. Mountain Butters on Fridays. I'm taking appointments, but go check out our Patreon. Go check out our new site. The links are in the description. And um, we'll be back same there. Hold on. Same there next part. I oh, think yeah. you forgot the awesome part of the Anchorage. Aren't they running a special? I think they are. I think the readings are the readings are twenty five, and then they're doing a tour, which we've done video tours. I will probably film another one tomorrow. Um, and the tour is like fifteen dollars to go through a Victorian mansion. I mean, come on, guys, go get you some real ideas on how to decorate. Absolutely. Mhm. So be sure to check them out. Hidden Marianne and so on tours all weekend long. It'll be fun. And then we'll be hopping back in. So until then, good night, Joe. Good night, y'all. Good night. Choosing a psychic is hard, and you don't want to waste time finding one that's right for you. You've thought about calling into the show, but you want more privacy than that? With services from phone, email, chat, text, and his network availability, you need to check out Asen's website at asennight.com. Just a few clicks and you can have your own personal, private psychic reading. On asennight.com, you can also find out about VIP packages, scheduling parties and events, and signing up for his classes. What are you waiting for? Talk to Asen today.
You're listening to the Psychic Coffee Shop Podcast Network. 